The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We have mood stabilizers today on set. We're That's having dark chocolate yeah, for we're you having people out there. Dark chocolate on set even today. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a good episode in store. We're going to talk about aggression versus reactivity and how we define it and how we feel about it and all that. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. <coughs> I brought the pink pig today. I thought we could use a little female representation on the podcast. We've been using the blue one a lot. That pig could use a little wipe. That pig, you know, Verify's ruined all the pigs, honestly. Like, I have to buy more pigs, and this one even has a hole. It looks like it's, like, marking. I got to buy more pigs. The blue one's really the only functional one, but this one still makes a noise. So, our quirky tip is in the show notes. I'm including um, a podcast I did with Chatting Over Chowder. It is um, a podcast run by two freaking awesome black women and they're like killing it in the podcasting industry and they have a company called uh crackers and soup it's awesome i love the shirt bisque please that's right that's right i'm wearing the shirt (laughs) can you guys hear me okay i want to make sure that volume is right where it needs to be uh, we did a big volume adjustment apparently i'm maxing out maybe we'll get more people listening now that jess is stabilized please mood wise and volume wise but there's a segment in the show called Bisque Please. I'm glad that you said I was wearing this, um, where you give your own little shout outs and stuff, and I'm wearing one of their shirts. So check out the attached link, which is Chatting Over Chowder. We talk about dogs, business, all kinds of fun one stuff. One of our uh, clients, hosted. Sherilyn. Yeah, she co hosted. I called her Sherilyn for five years. <laughs> I'm finding out her name is really Sherilyn. I told her I'm not changing. She said we it's do, okay. We do the best we can with what we have. <laughs> all right. So today, aggression and reactivity. I'm going to be stabilizing. I want you to define. What you think reactivity well, is and what you think aggression I is. I think we're seeing an awful lot of reactivity and aggression on social media these days. Oh, that is for damn People sure. are getting all reactive with these posts go up. They're getting oh aggressive. God. People are crumbling all around us. <laughs> I mean, it's pathetic. But I'm strong. It's very sad. People can't reel it in well, a Let's bit. talk about it in the relation to dogs. Well, a lot of people, I think, um, my clients or people that call me, they tend to mistake aggression a reactivity for aggression. Uh, their dog is showing a, what seems to be aggression on leash. What It's really just this restraining back and creating a lot of reactivity within their dog. It's the type of thing where if you let the leash go, the dog would run up and sniff the other dog. It wouldn't actually attack the other dog. So there's a difference. Now, that being said, reactivity and aggression can go hand in hand. Re- uh, I think uh, reactivity can um, become aggressive behavior. But so they're, what is aggressive behavior then? Like, what is aggression then to you? Because we specifically didn't talk about this. I figured we'd just flush it out live so we could figure out where we stand and impart our wisdom with you. So what Well, aggression, you aggression to me is when a dog is triggered to react and it um, tries to use its teeth. Okay. To me, that's aggression. When it tries to bite a dog, bite a child, uh, whether it's fear-based is insignificant to me. It, I'm not getting into the whys. I'm just saying when yeah. I see aggression, it's when... A dog wants to, you know, bite me in the thigh when I'm just trying to take the leash from the owner. And sometimes that is a, uh, there's a lot of different reasons for that. And usually getting the owner out of the picture neutralizes all kinds of negative behaviors with the dog. But if a dog is going to bite you, 
or bite another dog, then, I mean, that's aggressive behavior. Yeah, no, you know? I'll give you that. So this is kind of where I'm coming from too. So when I think about it, reactivity for sure is like being a dick on a leash, being an ass, like um, you could have barrier aggression. That can just be reactivity. The dog's just getting its yayas out running along the fence. The dog could be maybe showing aggression in the crate. When the dog's out of the crate, it's a big love fest. When I think of reactivity versus aggression with you, I feel like if you're holding the leash, if you're in control of the leash Mm -hmm. and then the dog's coming at you, that to me is more like aggression. Because sometimes even when the owner's passing off the leash, it's just reactivity, stress, whatever. You know what I mean? There's not, and a lot of dogs, once Scott has the leash, they're not now trying to just come up the leash for nothing. Like they, there are certain dogs that would do that, but normally they're triggered by like, you know, he's making them sit a few times. And even by making them sit, it could be walking forward, helping them, molding the dog into a sit. But the dog's like, no, you're not going to freaking control me. Yeah, they've learned to get people to yes. back away from them by snarling and then showing their teeth and then snapping at people, when it, whether it's a basic grooming, uh, any kind of handling. Then there's all kinds, the dog has so many triggers that just touching the dog, someone that they don't know, can cause them to turn and snap and, and show aggression. Yeah. So I would say, I would say probably that we've had a dozen dogs that I would label aggressive over yeah, my time uh, together with aggressive you. Aggressive dogs, fortunately, are very far and few between yeah. because they're domesticated animals and they don't want to be, uh, and they're pack animals. They like other dogs. So if they've had some big negative experiences, if they've been attacked by another dog, then they can be proactive and defensive and and aggressive because they're afraid they're going to get attacked again. Yeah. Um, but aggression towards humans, quite often, if it's it's typically, I have found it's a learned behavior. They've learned to get people to back off yeah. by showing aggression towards them. And occasionally, it's a genetic uh, they problem. They have a predisposition, But, but that's way more unusual. There's way less dogs I see that have this genetic predisposition to be aggressive towards humans out of the blue, because even if they, you know, they had that predisposition, and you know, I see that with working dogs that are bred to bite men. They're bred to bite someone that's aggressing them. Uh, but even all that being said, it's not natural for them. It needs to be brought out and nurtured in them to bite a person, because it just goes against the domesticated nature of the dog. So you can have a dog that's biting people in training. They look great when they get out on the street uh, with a police officer. It's a lot of times they, they don't bite that it's first time. Yeah, they run it and they yeah. go past the the suspect. They have to be trained. To... After they bite and they get a mouthful of blood, then it's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Now they're home free. And well, they're... and the difference there is like those dogs are being trained to be aggressive for a specific purpose, you know? So a lot of times, I guess we just so often hear, and then he was aggressive and then he was this. And there was a great blog post um, years back. I can try to find it. I don't even remember who wrote it. But it was this blog post that was basically like, Hey, your dog has actually been growling at the fence line for, you know, six months. Then your dog was racing back and forth in the fence line. Then your dog was jumping on the fence. Yeah, when the person reached over, the, the dog bit, of course. Like, there have been signs that have been leading up to this. You know what I mean? But all of that behavior before was reactivity. So most of the time when people are like, oh, the dog randomly got aggressive or he gets randomly aggressive with strangers or, you know, he doesn't like little kids or whatever else... No, that doesn't mean that we're like bringing these dogs to kindergarten classes and like letting kids play with it. But training itself normally minimalizes that. Like dogs should not be reactive on leash to other dogs or humans as far as I'm concerned. That does not mean that you can have a dog on a leash and anybody should be able to come up and touch it or any dog should be able to meet it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're just walking 
around a park or downtown or anything else, your dog should be non-reactive. I mean, that's a rule that we oh, have with our client dogs, with our dogs. Like that, there's a zero tolerance policy for that bullshit. And it's just kind of like a learning lesson for the dogs to be like, okay, this is unacceptable. And you're showing them just to be benign in an environment as much as possible. What about resource guarding? Where do you stand with that? I well, would say... Uh, getting back to the other, I was going to say that most people, they say there's no rhyme or reason. It's just yeah. random. The dog yeah. just all of a sudden wants to kill somebody. Rage syndrome. That's typically because the people just don't have the ability to read the dog's behavior and they don't know what's going on. They're just... Or they're missing they're, they're, they're missing cues that were precursors. That's to what I mean. A big they're they're just they're disconnected from the dog and what that dog is you know, when the they start to furrow their brow, they see something. Yes. There's all kinds of little steps. Now those steps can happen very quick, but there's steps, little things where that dog is locking on something and then it growls and then it lunges. And you wanna you know, know what those triggers are if it's your dog. And then when you see a trigger approaching, okay, the dog has issues with the big black dog on the corner, you want to reestablish and make sure you have good control before you get to the corner. Yeah. You don't want to allow that to escalate. And what people typically do is because we get panicked, we get stressed, we start pulling back on the leash, yeah. and then we trigger the very behavior we're trying to stop in the first place. Yeah. But getting to the resource guarding, that can be certainly, um, when I see that, it's usually more of a genetic uh, predisposition than a learned behavior. I agree 100%. And I, I would say that, yes, that's a form of aggression, but that isn't an aggression that you can't train through. So, for instance, like Scott's Malinois, I'm not going to climb in the crate while he's eating his food, but if he has a bone or something on the bed and I want to get it from him, we just ask him to hand it to us, we take it from him, and that's that. I'm not going to go down in there when he's engaging in it and rip it away and you know have some big power struggle with him, but you can train that. So you're removing that trigger. And then that's your responsibility as the owner. If the dog does resource guard with other dogs or whatever, you have control over every single dog in that room with the dog that's eating the bone, or you put the other dogs away to not have an incident. I mean, that's If you don't have good control of your dog, you shouldn't be giving them things that yes. they're going to resource guard. That's true. That is one of the biggest bite that's triggers I see in that's homeowners yeah. in my clients' houses. The dog had a, uh, it'll grab a, uh, underwear out of the laundry basket yeah. And now it's just like, fuck you. Come yeah. and take it, bitch. <laughs> They're like and resource then, guarding yeah. from the other dogs and the kids and the owner. Or Kleenex is a big one. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And yeah. that's... A, it becomes a game. It's a training problem. Yeah. Or it's something that can be resolved through training. Because first of all, you don't want them to get access to your laundry if it's that type of an item. But then if they do, you should be able to tell a dog to come, sit, and then draw, and put your hand on it and tell them to drop it and take it away. Yeah. Most people get into, at the very least, they chase the dog down, they grab the item and have a little tug of war. Or they're like having to corner the, the dog, dog and they're pushing the dog past their limit. Like, yeah. yeah, 100%. Like our dogs don't have anything or our clients' dogs don't have access to anything that we couldn't say, well, okay, you have it, bring it to us. I don't care if it's a rat. I don't care if it's a ball. I don't care if it's a bone. I don't care what it is. Like half the time we make it a piece of a Tupperware item or a shoe or something just for shits and giggles for our own stuff. And I mean, if, uh, the, the, for the safety of the dog really is what I'm thinking here yeah. when you mention a rat. If let's say the yeah. dog does get something that is extremely harmful to the dog, they, you need to be able to have the kind of control where you can say drop it and yes. the dog spits it. Yes. Because otherwise they're going to swallow something that's going to create a big problem for them. And you're not going to be able to take it away because they're going to bite you at the same time. Yeah. So it's nice to teach a dog an out that has um, resource guarding issues. And another thing I find is a lot of people, you know, through watching videos online, 
they're feeding the puppies kibble. They're sticking their hand in the kibble, and everyone says, "Oh, yeah, they're pushing hand it. feed the dog." Yeah. And if you do that once or twice, and there's no issue, there's no reason to keep doing that. Yeah, you're and just doing like it making a because problem because you can start yeah. to create a problem where there isn't one in the first place. Yeah. Or the dog starts to eat like, "Oh my god, my yeah. bowl's gonna go away." Or yeah, people, they're taking my shit. People get on this like ego trip of like, "Oh, the dog's eating. I need to make sure I can recall my dog away from the food." Okay, well, I guess technically you could try that every once in a while. But, like, if that's the dog's dinner time, then now you're getting the dog stress eating. Oh, my God, I'm going to leave. Are they going to take it? Are the other dogs going to get it? Like, don't push it. Like, you can start to make a more of an issue with some of these things also. For sure. Depending on how you handle it and when you address it and everything else. All right, let's go to break. And when we get back, we're going to delve into this a little more. Does your dog lack self-control? Are you looking for some answers? Would you like your dog to be calmer? Does your dog lack confidence? Canine MindShift. Enroll in a free course today. Simply go to caninemindshift.com. That's caninemindshift.com. All right, we are back. And I'm going to make mention, too, I included the 100 quirky tips again because that was a pain in the ass to go through and do all of those in the notes. Um, I did it as a blog. And then I also included apparel. We're doing our apparel through the end of the month. And um, it is going to close on Halloween. So still, you have time to place those orders, but you better get those orders in. All right, so aggression and reactivity. You're saying now that aggression, if you're holding the leash, is when the dog's still going after you. Are you yeah, agreeing Yeah, I don't with that? even think we need to focus so much on aggression in this podcast. I think it would be better to focus more on reactivity, well, we've which done is a lot the of major... Leash. We've done a lot of leash yeah. reactivity, so I wanted to define the difference between the two because they get intertwined quite Aggression, often. in my mind, is dangerous. Okay. Aggression is dangerous. But if a dog is... On, if a dog is leash reactive, let's say, and mm-hmm. lunging and barking and someone walks up and they bite the person, is that aggression? Yeah, if they bit them, for sure. What else? Okay. If the dog bit somebody. It was an aggressive behavior. Well, I just feel like we've had, if we're saying that 12 dogs that we've had have done that and that's the case, then I would say we've had 100 aggressive dogs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the difference between... What I was saying in the, earlier in the podcast is that reactivity... There's a small leap from being reactive to becoming aggressive. They mm-hmm. kind of go hand in hand. Most of it's based in fear, in my opinion. But what opinion. about all the dogs we get that, you know, just bite somebody on the back of the leg as they're leaving the house? They mm-hmm. will bite somebody, and then it never happens again after training. Like, do we think that that, do we really label that as aggression, or is it just reactivity that hit, like, a certain level? I mean, I, would, I get Ian that, Dunbar's bite stuff, and I get all of that. No, no, if a dog is chasing people, biting them on the back of the calf, mm-hmm. that's an aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. If... You can control it with training, but it will happen again if they don't maintain the training. Yeah, of course. So, but I mean, our, we have dogs that could bite people, and I, I don't know. I just, and they've never shown any aggressive behavior. Because we don't allow for reactivity. That's we, kind that's of my right. point. We have, no, we have zero tolerance for reactivity yeah. and for aggressive behavior. Okay. So the 12 dogs, if we're defining aggression more like that, just to flush this out more appropriately... I would say we should be closer to 100 to 250 dogs that we've trained that are true. I wouldn't call them truly aggressive. We could handle them. We never saw any aggression with them. They weren't, they, they worked through grooming with me, but they weren't dogs that I was like concerned about behavioral no, euthanasia I, or something. No, I think that because of your ability to control them, you put them in a different category. But I'm thinking about the average dog owner. We have two dogs in our home that are rescue dogs from a client that both bit people multiple times there were lawsuits and there were big big problems with these dogs 
Neither dog has ever shown aggression in our home. In our home, I know they're so actually I the most stable dogs we have. Shut up! They're not two. Fair. Well, they're very. Well, they're, the, they're, they're very they're, good they're now. They're more pet doggy than drivey. So that's exactly my point. I wouldn't label either of those dogs as aggressive. I wouldn't bring them in here and say, "Stay away." This dog's aggressive to anyone. No, but at the same time, I wouldn't uh, give one of those dogs to a friend because no, they want. No, never, never. That's my never. point. I get because it. Okay. they will bite somebody. All right. So if the dog and we had Ian Dunbar come years and years ago, and he had a whole like scale of biting, and it was pretty severe. He said if you broke the skin, the dog should be euthanized for the most part, right? I mean, that yeah. was that yeah. was where he stood. And yeah. over time, the longer that things go on, like. If that's something that... Um, I'm starting to agree with him more and yeah, more as years go on. Yeah, because it's harder to get the aggressive people to get on track and maintain. It's hard to maintain forever. Let's just put it out there that way. Like, Scott and I can do a lot more because we are maintaining things forever because we're always conscious of our dogs. Like, we have client dogs. We have our dogs. We are very conscious of our dogs and what's going on and the energy level and our control and who's getting a little bit loose and all of that stuff. So maybe there's a lot of aggressive dogs out there, but if you get training and you can manage the aggression and the reactivity and stuff and it goes away, then try training. But for, for the course, sake of the, the concept step. of, you know, what can I do if I am in this situation? Like, where should I turn? What should I do? The first thing that we would say is zero reactivity. No barking in the car, no barking out the window, no barking in the crate, no aggression anywhere. If the, and this is fine. If somebody's going to come over and a dog's in a dog bed and they stand up and they say, oh, the stranger's here, fine. Then they should shut up and lay back down. If you're letting this reactivity escalate, you know, they're lunging on a street. We've made everything so nice for dogs by putting them in harnesses that clip on the back. And they're just like on their back legs on the street, like lunging, going crazy. So yes, maybe... A lot of those reactive dogs wouldn't necessarily bite. They wouldn't go to the extent of using their teeth. But if they get training, the reactivity may be completely gone. You may never see aggression out of them, and the whole problem could be solved. Yes, that's true. And it goes against the domesticated dog's nature to bite a person to begin with. Yeah. So once they've crossed that line and they've bit a person, they've sunk their teeth into a person and broke the skin, now that to me they're in a different category. Yeah, now and they're then, a dog okay, that has so broken the skin. This is a good one. So when I was a kid, we had um, a childhood friend, and she had a border collie, and the border collie was retreating away from the small child, and mm-hmm. then the child had like a stick, and the border collie wanted to get away from it. She she wasn't looking. The kid got walked into the crate and had the stick, and the the dog bit it. Right. So what do we say about that dog? The kid should be put to sleep. <laughs> That would be my first first thing. No, the what William, I would do... That would the, be the Williams way for all children. When I have a... The, a border Collie is a herding breed. They, yeah. they do use their mouth when they're herding and whatnot. Uh-huh. They're more mouthy, I guess I would yeah. say. Uh, I would, mouthy too. I would control um, the children in that behavior. I, I understand, but happen. what do we say about the dog in that situation? Like, what do we say that's well, an unfair situation? 30 years situation. ago, you'd smack the kid in the head and say, get the frig out of the crate, you stupid I understand, idiot. but we're not labeling that specific dog aggressive, are we? Is that, like, I feel like the dog was pushed to a point that was unfair. And that happens, unfortunately, with golden retrievers, too. I mean, the kids are jumping on their back, and everyone's saying, look how great the dog is. And then finally, the dog is compelled to get the kid away from them the same way they would get another dog off of them. Yeah. By using their mouth. Yeah. That's how they're communicating, by using yeah. their mouth. And it sucks. It's unfortunate. The dog is still at, for, at fault. Yeah. That's the bottom line. The yeah. dog is at fault. And it wasn't the dog's fault. I had a client that a person called me with a, a um, Rottweiler rescue yeah, well, you, six months ago. Beautiful yeah. dog. Yeah. And they said, we just got this dog. He seems great. We want you to come and evaluate him. 
By the time I got there, it was a four-day span between when they called me. I was going on a Saturday. Friday night, they called me. The dog bit the boyfriend in the face. He needed all kinds of stitches in his face. And I said, okay, well, you want to cancel the eval? And I'm assuming you're going to put the dog down. Oh, no, no, no. We want you to come and and evaluate the dog. I said, I'll evaluate the dog. We have a dog that bit a guy in the face. I'm going to tell you right now, well, they the wanted, dog shouldn't be in the house. They chose to put the dog down, but that's another good point. But it was to, stupidity is my point. Yeah, and we, the, the, we, dog, the, the, the guy was playing tug with the dog. He was on the ground with the dog, going back and forth in So I face. guess the severity of the bite there is what, uh, what made the euthanasia more of a viable thing. That's the point. Because if yes, the kid just gets yes. bit on the finger, if the kid just gets the skin broken on the finger, that's different than no, tearing at the face. No, it's the context. Okay. He was playing tug with the dog. But technically, he was playing... technically, if a dog chased the kid into the crate and the dog bit the crap out of the kid's face, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be... If someone called you and said that, even in that circumstance, I've heard you say to people a lot of times, if you have young children in the house and your dog has done that kind of bite, I don't think the dog should be in the house. Yeah, get the dog out of the house. So the, Not the right dog so for that house. So we're qualifying what the bite so, itself is also. No, the context. Again, okay. it's context. So if that you guy cannot was... control now, if that guy was doing the stuff on the ground, the dog came off the tug and bit his hand. I wouldn't say put the dog down. The dog is biting at the toy. The hand was close, and it happened while you were playing. And I would give the dog a pass if he's if he bit your hand and your hand had the toy in it, and the dog didn't have a lot of training. Mm-hmm. You're getting the dog really worked up. And he bit something he wasn't supposed to So then what if bite. there was a more qualified owner for that Rottweiler? Do you think that, the, that someone... Uh, Not after the dog has made the leap of consciously coming off that toy and nailing a man in the face. I don't give a shit about that dog anymore. He, there's plenty okay. of good dogs out there. I'm not going to have a dog that, that puts someone in the hospital and then say, oh, yeah, well, it was, it was the guy's fault. Maybe the next guy will be a little more responsible. Okay. I just wouldn't do it. There's right. too many good dogs out there. And it was a shame because he was a nice dog, but that's my feeling. Okay. All right, I just see, good. I really have a zero tolerance for face biters. I don't care if it's my dog. So reactivity, getting back to that, um, we're talking leash reactivity, crate reactivity. Yeah. Uh, what's reactivity just for your mind, just to close out with how you feel with the definition of what that is. Aggression is... The dog is triggered to start barking aggressively. It could be out the window of a car, at squirrels, at whatever, But as soon as there's a bite to you, that's aggression. For sure. Yeah, because it's also telling you that the owner's not responsible enough to have that dog. So what about... And it's going to happen again. What about the dozens of dogs I dry where they want to bite the dryer when I'm near their face, but they don't bite because I'm qualified? Should I be telling those owners that the dogs are aggressive? The dog doesn't bite you, and you work them through it, and the dog tolerates the dryer by the time they go home. So but if I was less, acting- But if I was less qualified, I would get bit. Like, I would in the... In the if I didn't... If I, can, if I couldn't... Hold the dog properly and hold the dryer properly to keep myself safe and keep the dog sane. A lot of those dogs with many other people that I even know and trust may get bit. So that, well, to me, that's my question. I just think that the dog shows showed you many signals and indicators that it was escalating. It doesn't just go from you turn a dryer on in the dog or you would have been bit. The reason you don't get bit is because you don't start right on the face you're drying the dog, and then you see the little lip curl. You see him start getting snappy, and you address it right there. So you're okay. reading the dog's behavior, and then you're making them tolerate it. And then they go, oh, shit, okay, I have to just sit here and get dried. Okay. Now, I think that the average dog owner, when they started and the dog lip curled and growled, 
They but, they just back off. But I and, guess oh, that's the difference. Whoa. A lot of those dogs aren't indicating anything. When I start with the dryer, because the dryer is a trigger for a lot of dogs, and all the dogs get forced dried now at an actual like place that has a self wash because we don't have a tub. I'll hold their collar just to make sure I'm safe, and I'll turn That's the dryer on low. Right but, there, you but hold I could their do collar. the I could do their whole their whole body dry mm-hmm. their whole body no problem. And then as soon as I get to their neck, while I'm still holding their collar just to make sure I'm safe, they could snap while I'm holding their neck. No indicator. I'm not. That's there's nothing. And the reason you don't have a problem is because you're holding them in a safe way. But because you're if someone was less qualified and the dog bit that person, is that dog now aggressive? I'm not trying to argue. I'm just trying to really flush this out for our listeners. To me, it would be the, the level of the bite. Most dogs don't break the skin the okay. first time. They put, their hand, they put their teeth on them, they do this, and they come away. That's the first thing that I guess a dog... That, usually I guess dogs that's have, honestly the, what's happening with me, too, is that dogs don't touch my skin that often. So yeah. I guess maybe that's the difference. I can't qualify... I've been bit twice by pet dogs, and I think that's it. Like Most I, dogs have bite inhibition. Yeah. They go and they do this, but they're not comfortable. They don't just friggin' give a full bite yeah. out of the blue. Yeah. That's and most dogs that bite, they bite release. They okay. bite re- retreat. All right. Because it's fear like, hey, fuck, get out, get out, get that yeah. thing away from me. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. We flushed it out. We're gonna see you guys <clears throat> next week. Thank you so much for listening. And in the meantime, keep it quirky. <laughs> Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.